Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. One of our faves, Nick Pope with us, author, journalist, British government UFO investigator. Nick ran the British government's UFO project at the Ministry of Defense. He is now recognized as one of the world's leading authorities by far on UFOs, the unexplained. He's acted as a consultant on various alien-themed movies, television shows, even video games, and is a regular contributor to numerous TV programs, including, of course, Ancient Aliens. Nick, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Great to be back on the show. I want to get your reaction to uh, our buddy Richard Dolan, who's been on YouTube recently, talking about 15 documents that he has obtained that had to do with a former admiral, an Admiral Wilson, about UFOs. Uh, Are you hearing about that in the UFO community now, Nick? I know Jimmy Church, when he's going to be on for me uh, on a Sunday, June 30th, is going to do his show on that. But what are you hearing? Yes, I'm following this with interest. I believe it's not the first time that um, allegations like this have been doing the rounds. And certainly, of course, it's interesting because Admiral Wilson was, amongst other things, uh, director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's, it, we learn that it, it was all along the DIA, uh, not the CIA, DIA, who was running the Pentagon's ATIP program. So there's an interesting connection there, but, but these rumors have been around for a while. I, I've seen some of these documents. I think a lot of the key players have yet to comment on, on this. So I'm, I'm following it with interest, but I think it's a little bit too soon to, to jump on this. As I say, I mean, uh, th- this has been around for a while, these, these rumors, and I believe that when he was alive, uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell even got, got ah, involved okay. in, in this, commented. So there is some material out there. I, I think uh, it's, it's always good to be cautious on these things, not to jump in mm-hmm. too quickly. But uh, absolutely, watch this space. This is a hot, developing story. Have these documents, to your knowledge, been authenticated yet? No, not, not yet. And um, unlike, of course, some of the other documents that, that maybe we'll discuss in relation to the ATIP program, we haven't got someone like Senator Harry Reid saying, yep, this is real, I wrote that, absolutely. In fact, quite the opposite. I I believe that some years ago, the Admiral denied any UFO connection. And um, uh, so, so, yeah, we're not not anywhere near the situation with this being authenticated. Nick, if these uh, documents are not the real deal, if they're not the real deal, and again, like you said, they, we have not tested them yet. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, Dolan believes they're real, by the way. But who would go to the trouble to come up with all these false documents if they were? Well, I think there is a huge culture of practical joking that goes That's on what I thought. It's out there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of this, sad to say, plays on the absolute I want to believe mentality of many people in the UFO community. So I think sometimes people are, are constructing things that they know. I mean, it's very carefully crafted sometimes to fit in exactly with people's belief systems. So, so in a sense, you're giving people exactly what they want. Well, that's that's very pointed, too. Now, let's get into some of the things you've been working on lately. What are your uh, projects, Nick? Well, lots going on. Obviously, the big thing is the the 
still unfolding story of the Pentagon's ATIP program and the, the U.S. Navy encounters. I'm keeping as on top of this as I can. I've, I've uh, obviously I've done a number of things in in the past few months directly related to this. I was the first person to obtain and publish, for example, the Defense Intelligence Agency's letter to Congress about this this program, mm-hmm. which cleared up a lot of 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 the confusion. But I think the big news in in the last couple of weeks is that, of course, for a while now we've been debating this question: Are we really talking about UFOs in the sense that that the media and the public right. mean it, or are we talking about next generation aviation threats, or and, both, or both? Or, or both, yes. There's a blurring of the lines, and in some cases, I, I have to say to you, I think that that blurring of the lines is quite a deliberate tactic. But I think up until a couple of weeks ago, the skeptics were able to say, with some degree of, of authority, "Come on, you know, this is probably just aerospace threats from from the present out to the next forty years." And of course, we should be concerned about what Russia and China have, and maybe it's even part of our own government's black projects. But on May 22nd, the New York Post published this article where the Navy, the U.S. Navy, absolutely went onto the record and said, we are talking about unidentified aerial phenomena. And that, of course, is the recognized intelligence community, military and government phrase for UFOs. I got to tell you too, Nick. Uh, let's talk about, of course, uh, ATIP and what's going on there, which stands for Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, and that came out about what two years ago? Would you say? Yeah, it was uh, December sixteenth, twenty seventeen, New York Times, closely followed by the Washington Post and Politico. So it's it's been out for a while, but you know, it's still amazing to me how little paperwork we have about this. Uh, we have, which I mentioned a little. Uh, earlier, we have the DIA's letter to Congress about this. We have the contractual solicitation documents. We have Harry Reid's letter to the Deputy Defense Secretary uh, that he, he wrote in, back in 2009. But frankly, we haven't got much else apart from that. No, we really haven't. But are you expecting anything new to break from that? Yes, very much so. A couple of things to watch. Firstly, Right back from when the New York Times first broke this story, dozens, if not hundreds, of freedom of, of pardon me, freedom of information act requests went into the the system. Some of them came back with no records. Some of them just came back with holding replies. But they've not gone away. So we're going to get a lot more through that over the next few months. The other thing is, of course, History Channel are showing this um, new TV series, Unidentified. And I think that some of the people involved with that have signed non-disclosure agreements. But once these episodes have aired, I think we're going to hear more from some of the pilots involved, more from some of the former intelligence community personnel involved. So there's definitely more to come. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Navy and what's going on in that arena when you kicked around the idea that maybe it's ours, maybe it's extraterrestrial, who knows? There's one thing that we do know. Navy jet fighter pilots came upon a couple objects that they could not catch, and they had no idea what they were. That we know for sure, don't we? Yes, yes, we 
do. And the Navy have been quite forthright in their statements about this. They have talked about unauthorized incursions into restricted military uh, areas and airspace. And the language that they've used is, is really quite bullish. They, they say, as a matter of urgency, we need to find out who is doing this and take action to prevent it. And this, of course, is the language of, well, practically of conflict. Well, that could be. Now, we did not fire on them. What does that tell you? Well, I think it would be crazy to, to do something like that. I, I do, mean, too. Until, until we know uh, what we're dealing with, I mean, is, is it our own tech? Is it is it Russia? Is it China? Is it something else from, as they say, considerably further afield? In, in any of those events, we shouldn't be shooting. Now, I can't obviously get into detailed discussions about rules of engagement because they tend to be highly classified, as you know. But uh, suffice to say, I, I think... Uh, it's, it's a question what we need to do is gather information, not, not actually engage with, with um, weapons here. What does your gut tell you what the Navy fighter pilots might have seen? I, you know, I really don't know. I mean, but the, there, are, there are very few options, and I think we've, we've pretty much covered all the bases. It is either, I mean, frankly, there's about four options. Either this is some extraordinary sequence of misperceptions by witnesses, radar glitches, uh, forward-looking infrared um, errors and, and things, and none of this is real in a physical sense. I think that's highly unlikely. And the Navy statements pretty much say, you know, these, these are incursions. I mean, the, the Navy obviously have done detailed analyses of this. There will be lots of data out there that they're working from that they've not yet made public. So I think we can all, almost certainly take that off the table. That just leaves three options, I think. It, it's either a foreign military mm -hmm. power. Which, or, which should scare the living daylights out of us, if that's the case. Absolutely. If, if Russia or China have developed something like this, that frankly would represent a quantum leap in in aerospace technology, then we are in a desperate situation because, frankly, our entire defense network has, has been virtually rendered useless by this. I mean, it, whatever this is seems to be able to run rings around us. Um, so, so that would be of, and whether it's Russia, China, or some other non-state actor, mm -hmm. I can't, frankly, see who that would be. So that's a scary option. I guess the least scary option, but it's still worrying and it would be an absolute scandal, is if it is another part of the U.S. military or the, right. the industrial That they've kept secret. Yeah, black project somehow being being tested against the fleet. Maybe the, the Air Force is secretly testing something against the Navy, and, and maybe this all ties in with inter-service rivalry and, and things. I, I think it's unlikely because, frankly... I think they would have found out, somebody would have said something, even if they didn't disclose the details of the programs themselves because of classification, someone would simply have said, look, this is us, just don't, don't make waves about this. I mean, the last thing anyone wants is, is this getting highlighted in the media the way 
that's happening if it's a black project. You, you want to keep those sorts of things in the shadows. And so if you take that off the table, really we're only then left with the other option, the think the unthinkable, could it be extraterrestrial? Well, that's also possible too. So it could be any one of those three. I would doubt if it's Russian or Chinese, because I don't think they would be in our airspace directly at this point. I think they'd probably want to keep it more secret, don't you? Yes, absolutely. And I think that that we see, I mean, we, we know what Russian incursions look like. I mean, as a Brit, for example, I we, we see it all the time. Uh, I mean, they're, they're doing it now with their own planes getting close to ours. Yeah, that, that's the sort of way it goes. And, and we saw the incident in the East China Sea uh, just a, a few days ago with the two Navy ships all, almost colliding. But it's, it's that sort of situation. It's not, it's, it's not sending drone swarms, which frankly is, is, is what, what we're dealing with with here. I mean, remember the, the voiceover from the pilot on one of the videos where, where he says there's a whole fleet of them. Yeah. I mean, this is scary stuff. If, if this sort of tech is, is being used and flying against our fleet. Now, I would hope that if it's not extraterrestrial, it's ours. Wouldn't you? Yes. It's, it's uh, the least scary of, of all the options. It's still, there would be a huge political scandal. But uh, frankly, the other options are almost unthinkable in terms of the consequences. Now, the Pentagon and the Navy apparently have, you know, generated new reporting requirements for its pilots. What would have been the spearhead for that? Well, the, the Navy statements make it very clear that And they even give a date for it. They say since 2014, there has been a dramatic upsurge in the number of these unauthorized incursions. And that's interesting because, of course, when we talk about some of these Navy videos we've seen, most, most of what's been discussed is back in 2004, the USS Nimitz incident. And uh, we have the pilot on the record. We have one of the the radar operators on the record. In fact, just in the last uh, couple of weeks, we've gone from two people being on the record to about five on the record. So that's that's an interesting recent development too. But yeah, the the Navy has basically said it's this dramatic upsurge since 2014, and therefore. As part of this effort to find out who the heck's doing this and, and stop them, they need more data, and they're not going to get more data if their pilots are reluctant to come forward and report, which they do. So part of what the Navy are doing is aimed at destigmatizing all this and encouraging their own people to come forward and speak out and get this on the record. In the 40s and 50s, Nick, the media kind of handled UFO stories uh, pretty aggressively, uh, and uh, they didn't make fun of most of the people. Uh, then between the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, the media, I think, thought of UFO cases as being hysterical jokes. Now they seem to be taking it a little more seriously again. What's creating that turnaround? Well, I think it's event-led. There's no getting away from the fact that these things are going on in our airspace. And I think the, the other thing is the tech is getting so much better. And when I say the tech, I'm here I am talking about our tech. Um, if this was back in the 50s, the sorts of incidents you mentioned, 
I think very often the pilot would come back with a story and there would be some radar data, but it would be inconclusive. Nowadays, with the modern technology, I think what we have is a situation where, where the pilots do come forward. There's a whole uh, raft of, of data that, that the military will have validating that. Now, this won't be made public, but, but obviously it will be there, and there will be lots of, of in-depth analysis that can be done. And as I say, I, I very much doubt the public will see much of that. But, but this, is, this is, I think, what's taken it to the next level, the fact that they, our own monitoring equipment, whether it's radar, satellites, or, or other um, areas of, of data gathering, is now so sophisticated that we are able to track things that previously might have escaped our notice. And where does this fit uh, Nick Pope? Because you're a journalist. Well, it's a tricky one because I wear two hats, so to speak. Yes, I, you do. I, I wear my, my ex-government hat, and I talk to a number of people, I guess, through back channels about this. And, I, and they trust you? Hopefully. I mean, it's, huh. <laughs> I think some of the UFO community, of course, think I'm still secretly working for the government, and I, I do, that's not true, but obviously I do have friends and colleagues there, and, and it's self-evidently we discuss this, this sort of thing. It would be crazy not to. Um, so I wear that hat, but yes, I, I also work as a broadcaster and journalist, and, and clearly within the confines of, of um, secrecy oaths and the, the desire not to divulge anything that that would be classified or, or sensitive, I obviously do want to play a part in, in driving this story forward. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.